0: Before we get started, I wanted to let you know some really exciting news. My new book, The one Through one Method, which I've been working on for three years, is now available for pre-order. You can find it at Barnes & Noble and also Amazon.com. And of course, you can go into your local mom and pop bookstore and ask them to order it for you. When you do place your pre-order for the book, I want to reward you and help you get started immediately with your mindset. All you do is go to 131book, write that down, 131book.com, you'll enter your email address and your order number, and immediately, like that minute, I will send you this free mindset coaching program that I've created as a bonus, as my thank you to you for pre-ordering the book, for supporting me, for being with me along this very, very important, very personal journey. I am so committed to helping you get healthy from the inside out, improving your gut health and creating a customized approach that works without the fads, without the gimmicks, something that you can do for the rest of your life and change the legacy of health in your family. But you know what? It starts with mindset. So please take advantage of this free bonus. It's a $97 value and it's yours by going to 131book.com for more details. All right, enjoy the show, but don't forget, 131book.com. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. We're going to talk about the latest research out of Harvard University, reporting that soda, sports drinks, and sugary beverages increase our risk of dying from heart disease, breast cancer, and colon cancer, just to name a few. But I also promise to offer you solutions in this episode, how I cured my Addiction, I mean, full blown junkie level addiction to diet soda. Welcome to the Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times best selling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Trending on Twitter, trending. Well, I'm not really sure why this became such a news story this week because the research is not new. Well, the Harvard research is a new report, but The research that we've been doing on how sugar impacts our risk of heart disease and cancers dates back 10 and even 15, sometimes even 20 years ago. I mean, we've known for a long time. I mean, that's why high fructose corn syrup has such a bad rap. Obviously we've looked at how it increases our disease risk. Here's the deal. It's not the consumption of sugar or fructose or glucose that causes cancer. It's the amount that we're drinking, you guys. It's the amount that we're consuming. And what's really interesting about these studies is it's pretty hard to find one where they're not just looking at either food or beverage. And the fact of the matter is, usually both are going on. The more sugar you take in, even unknowingly, the more you crave it. I thought I was eating a really low sugar, low carbohydrate diet. I would have bet my life on it. Because I associated things that were high in carbohydrates and high in sugar with, you know, just the things you you think about, like donuts and bread and cookies and cereal and I wasn't considering all the other foods I was eating, healthy foods, healthy breads, healthy grains, all of the fruits and vegetables I was eating that were high in sugar. I wasn't considering all of those things. So it wasn't until I really started just spending a little bit of time in the Ignite phase. That's what I call that part of the one-through-one method. So the one-through-one method is, it's an approach. It's not a diet, right? And so I talk about my approach a lot on this podcast because I'm trying to help people adopt this instead of adopting a diet. And one of the things I think is incredibly beneficial to you is from time to time is just to track. It's freaking no different from, hello, occasionally you should look at your bank account and see what's going on. Does that mean you need to obsessively you know, check your balance? No, but if you're not looking at it on occasion, you could go bankrupt. Someone could embezzle your money. You could be out of money and you're still spending it. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta kind of know your numbers and you can't guess at this stuff indefinitely. Now, if you just spend a couple of weeks tracking, you'll have enough insight to go, uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. And when I did that, I realized my diet was way higher in sugar than what I realized. But here's the deal it wasn't because of anything I was drinking. You are listening to a full blown former diet soda addict. I'm in full blown recovery. That's true. It doesn't even sound good to me now. But I mean, for 20 plus years, I drank diet soda, not a little, a freaking ton. And yeah, it has me quite nervous not a little a lot sadly i have to tell you that my father-in-law my beloved father-in-law bob johnson he was football coach for more than 40 plus 45 years 50 years 50 years 50 years as a head football coach like the coolest dude in the world like i've learned so much from him about how to be a stand up guy how to put your family first like just awesome and he's coached Thousands of kids. He's put so many boys into Division One scholarship positions and into the NFL. Like an awesome guy. He lives on to this day. Diet soda. I love him so much, but it's affected his brain and not in a good way. And it's so hard to see him slipping. You know, and it's a struggle. He's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Taking him to the Amen Clinic we wish he wouldn't drink diet soda. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yes. But he still is. He's changed so much from his diet, but he has not changed the diet soda habit. We're working on it. You know, it's like a family thing. You know, we're working on it. My point is, when I started looking at the research around diet soda and specifically the artificial sweeteners that were in the diet soda and how that impacted not only my brain health, but my gut health and how it led to dementia. That was pretty convincing to me. And I, I was already on a fast track to Alzheimer's based on my own SPECT scans, which I had done at the Amen Clinic. That's the Amonclinic.com amonclinics I think it is plural, Amonclinics.com. I write about it in my new book, The One Through One Method. I hope you've pre-ordered your copy by the time you're listening to this. If you're listening to this after the book has come out, please pick up a copy. And I I detail how it started with my brain health for me. But you see, I was not afraid of diet soda. I was like, I'm not drinking these sugary beverages. I'm not going to end up with heart disease. I'm not going to end up with a spike on my insulin level because I'm drinking diet soda. And how bad could these artificial sweeteners really be? That's what I believed. But I was drinking diet soda every single exercise video you've seen me in, every one of them. And I don't mean a little bit, like my routine was to drive through, I have a certain fast food restaurant chain here in Southern California. Okay, I'll tell you what it is, Carl's Jr. And I would go every single day, every day, sometimes two, three times a day to get, I don't even know what size it was. It wouldn't even fit in my cup holder. It was so freaking huge, this big, giant fountain diet Coke. And I would take a swig, a suck off of that straw, and it was like a heroin addict having their hit of heroin like I've seen these addiction specials where they show the addict like putting the rubber you know tourniquet around their arm and then like you know like slapping their arm and then you know taking that hit of heroin and then you just see their eyes kind of like their lashes flutter and their eyes roll back in their head (laughs) that is how I felt when I drank diet soda it was so crazy Crazy addicting for me. Like, I woke up and that was my first thought. I drank it for breakfast. Am I worried about the long term effects it's going to have on my brain? You bet I am. That's why I'm doing like every other possible thing I can do. Cause moving forward, I mean, I haven't had any Diet Coke. I can't tell you the last time I had Diet Coke ever since I had my brain scare. I mean, but I didn't come off it immediately. That's what I want you to know. Like, I changed a lot of things the day I got my failing. Health report from my doctors when I was at the peak of my fitness and health career. I changed a lot of things like that very day. One thing I did not change was diet soda, and I couldn't change it because I'm not joking, that addicted. I wanted to change it, I couldn't. I'm going to share with you how I was able to do that. But before I get into how I did that, I I just want you to know that it's more than just the artificial sweeteners. This new science that's coming out, these new studies have determined that consuming four diet sodas, so that might sound like a lot, but for me, I was probably consuming a total of eight, I would assume, a day because I was doing those big like 72-ouncers like probably twice a day. I know, I'm nervous. I'm afraid. Trying to make sure everything else I do cancels out all the damage I've done. You know, that's all we can do is do our best moving forward. But now we know, in fact, let me pull up the study so I can read directly from it for you. The study said that the more sugary drinks, so we're gonna get back to diet sodas in just a moment, the more sugary drinks a person drinks, the greater their risk of dying from heart disease. Sweet beverages were also associated with higher risk of dying from breast cancer and colon cancer, as well as prostate cancer. The study adds to a growing body of research on how sugary drinks may negatively affect our health. Now, before we go further, I want you to check out the Instagram TV, IGTV that I did earlier this week because this episode is about diet sodas, but I also want you to think about sugary beverages and not just sodas. Okay, so hold up. Think about this for a second. How much sugar do you think is in a soda? Okay, don't guess. I'll tell you. About 30 grams of sugar for a 12-ounce beverage, like a, a, a can of Coke. So. If the average person is drinking two cans, which is 24 ounces, that is like 60 to 70 grams of sugar in a beverage or a serving of whatever, or your regular soda. Okay, so the average person, when they're having a large juice, that's like 24 to 25 ounces of when people are juicing and they get the large size. Guess how much sugar is in that? About the same. In some cases, more. But you're thinking, yeah, but... But it's healthy, it's uh, natural, it's from fruit. But your body doesn't know that. Your body just knows sugar. And by consuming more sugar than what we need, it deregulates our insulin response. In other words, it disrupts our body's ability to know what to do with insulin. And then what happens? Weight gain. See, when your body produces and doesn't know how to regulate insulin, we know that it creates a magnitude, I mean, a laundry list of problems. Okay, that becomes toxic. Think about it. If you've got too much of anything in your body, it can become toxic. You guys, including water. I mean, you can die from water poisoning if you consume too much water. The average person won't. But the average person is consuming sugar in our beverages and in our food in a level at which has become toxic. Now, when we do that, our body is like so smart that it says, hey, let's fight this off. And one of the ways that our body tries to fight these things off is with inflammation. And that inflammation creates plaque, it creates leaky gut, it creates disruption of our hormones, it creates weight gain. I mean, we've known these things about sugary beverages for quite some time. We've known this about taking in too much sugar. But I think what people have failed to take into consideration is that sugar is sugar. Your body doesn't know whether it's from honey or whether it's from, you know, table sugar or fructose or high fructose corn syrup or glucose. Sugar is sugar. And in this study, they reported that for every additional sugary drink, that's one single drink a person consumes, their risk of dying from heart disease increased by 10% from one drink per day. So I'm going to ask you a question. I want to see if you get this right. How many sugary drinks should the average person have per day? Okay, well, I'm going to give you the answer. Zero. That's how many you should be having. You should be having zero drinks, sugary sweet drinks per day. Unless, of course, it's sweetened naturally with stevia. And I want to say this, I use stevia, I use sweet leaf stevia, but I try to limit the amount. You know why? Because we don't know a lot yet about the long-term effects of using stevia as a sugar replacement. Yes, it's all natural, right? But the body receives it as being sweet, right? So it's telling our brain, oh, this is sweet. And when our brain receives something sweet, it wants more sweet. Haven't you noticed that? Personally, I'm I'm a work in progress. I'm still trying to change my palate. In the past, before I really understood the effects of artificial sweeteners, I would put like four Splendas in my oatmeal. I didn't know about all of the associated risks with artificial sweeteners. I was more concerned with real sugar So I'm just saying that as a cautionary tale and to be honest and with all things we have to say, this is what we know thus far and we have to use our common sense. We have to use our intuition and my intuition is telling me that as much as I would love for Stevia to be good indefinitely, I have to recognize that we don't know a lot about its long-term use and we also have to recognize like the common sense factor that like, yeah, hmm, it's sweet and my body then, like my body receives that as sweetness, so therefore it is likely to crave more things that are sweet. But what happens when we are consuming anything with sugar or carbohydrates at an excessive amount that convert then to sugar, what happens is our body has a disruption of our hormones, specifically our hunger hormones, which causes us to crave more carbohydrates, more food. It causes us to be hungry, frankly. It increases your ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone, that usually makes you ravenous for food and it decreases leptin. Leptin is the hunger hormone that limits the hunger that we feel. So can you see how this is like a serious catch 22? The more sweet things you eat, P.S., even if they're not sweet, if they're just starchy vegetables, which aren't sweet per se, that increase of starchy vegetables and increase of carbohydrates increases your insulin response, and therefore increases your ghrelin production. And what does that do? It makes you hungry all the time. Hey, I've got some really exciting news. We are returning. We're back on the road with The Chalene Show Live. In conjunction with my book launch party, I am taping a live episode of The Chalene Show at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills on April 18th. Now that is a Thursday. Pod Squad, I would love to meet you. This is gonna be really special. I mean, they're all really special because I get to meet you and you guys get to meet each other and they're fun and it's the ultimate girls' night out. And fellas, if you were smart, you should come with your lady or you should come to find yourself the love of your life because I have the smartest, funnest, coolest, most amazing audience and I can't wait for you guys to meet each other. So grab your tickets now. You can find them by going to chalineshowlive.com General admission starts at $39. And I don't know if they'll be available at the time that you're listening to this, but we did make just a few special seats available for people who basically want to spend the day with me and Brett and the team. You'll go to lunch with us. You'll hang out backstage. We'll pop some champagne. You'll help me pick out my outfit. We'll have a good time. You'll meet the drag queen who happens to be emceeing the show. Like, this is a once in a lifetime experience. Hey, Don't wait. Go to ShaleenShowLive.com and I will see you on Thursday, April 18th. And then you're craving more sugary, more carbohydrate type food. You might not even realize it. And then the body responds by producing inflammation, systemic inflammation. You're not even going to feel it. Your joints are going to be achy. You're going to think you have arthritis, tendonitis, all these different itises, brain fog. Your digestion is off. You're no longer regular. Your sleep is off. Your hormones are off, which means your libido is off. And guess what else? Now you're at risk of developing cancer and heart disease. So here's the part that I addressed in my Instagram TV video, which you can find on Instagram. I don't know if you guys watch IGTVs, but they're pretty cool. I try to keep mine under five minutes, but so I address this topic because this morning when I was at the gym, I overheard two women talking about how they're doing this juice cleanse. One lady goes, oh, I, I just did a fast. And I, so like my ears perk up. I'm like, what? You know, and then so I start eavesdropping. And the other two ladies are like, oh, fasting, that sounds horrible. Um, we're doing a juice cleanse. This is like day seven of a juice cleanse. And I'm, So I'm listening to them. And basically what they're doing is juicing tons of fruits and vegetables in massive amounts every single day. And it's so hard for me to say this, but I just I want you to understand that when you're juicing to that extent, you're not getting the pulp, you're not getting the skin, you're not getting the fiber, you're getting the juice of those fruits and vegetables. Is that a good thing? See, this is so hard to answer. It's so hard to answer. You're getting nutrients for sure. Is that awesome? Yes. Are you getting nutrients from fruits and vegetables that maybe you don't normally eat? Yes, that's amazing. But guess what else you're getting? A whole bunch of sugar. And our ancestors, remember, which means our bodies weren't designed. Like our ancestors didn't have acai bowls, they didn't have these giant bowls with blueberries and strawberries and pineapple and chia seeds and bananas and peanut butter and You know what I mean? Like, they just did not have fruit availability to that extent. So, we go crazy and we overdo it and we fail to take into consideration because we're like, wow, it's healthy, organic fruits and vegetables, which is a good thing. But is it a good thing when we're consuming it like seven days a week and we're not eating any protein and we're not eating any fats and we're just basically consuming vitamin rich sugar? Frankly, I don't know. It's your call. It's your decision. I just, I want you to be educated, which is why I don't make the rules for you. When I say one through one method, that method means the first one stands for your health objective, three weeks of following a structured plan. Because I'm not going to give you a plan, but you need to create your own plan. But most people don't know how to do that. So I'm going to give you the structure for three weeks to test your diet. And then one week to fast and refuel. But you're going to get the information so you begin to understand like how these things affect you so that you're not overhearing a conversation at the gym between two women and thinking to yourself, which is what I would have done before. I would have heard that conversation and they were both thin, by the way, and just came out of a cycling class. And, you know, they're just these beautiful Newport moms. And, you know, in the past, I would have heard that conversation and thought, I should be juicing. I better go buy a juicer, you know, because you just, I didn't know. How these things impacted me, how to evaluate. That's what I want you to learn. I want you to learn how to evaluate these things, how to evaluate them with a little bit of skepticism. The same way I've talked about how I feel about stevia. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying we should overconsume it. I'm just saying I'm wondering, I'm curious. Anyways, I know I've thoroughly covered that in this episode. So back to diet soda. Shalene. Diet soda doesn't have sugar and it's sugar-free. So why is that having the same effect as these sugary drinks? Good question. That was my argument for the years and years and years that I was hearing about this research about diet sodas and didn't want to accept it. So I wanted to hold on to anything I could find, usually funded by the beverage companies, that said, drinking diet sodas in moderation is perfectly healthy. I wanted to hold on to that. It was zero calories and it was zero sugar. So, how could it be bad for you? That's what I thought. But now, what we found is that drinking artificially sweetened drinks does, however, produce some of the same effects. In fact, women who drink more than four diet beverages per day died at a higher rate than any other group. Particularly from heart disease. Okay, now I'm going to be reading from one of this is not the Harvard research. This is research that I will link to, also released in March of 2019. You hear Brett clearing his throat in the background. It's like, I mean, we've been married for 24 years, but that is like a habit. Yes, it drives me freaking crazy. I love him, but that drives me crazy. Okay, anyways, so I'm reading from this article. It's March 2019. Artificially sweetened beverages and stroke. Coronary heart disease and all cause mortality in the Women's Health Initiative. So, this is part of a Women's Health Initiative observational study. Again, this is research that I will link to in my show notes, uh, released just this month. Crazy, right? And this is probably why the Harvard study is getting so much press right now, too. But what they found is that high consumption of artificially sweetened beverages. Had a clear association with increased risk of small artery occlusion, stroke, a higher body mass index, meaning these women are heavier, coronary heart disease, and all cause mortality. I have to tell you, there is no shortage of research dating way back, I mean, dating more than 10 years and further, that looked at the effects, the health effects of consuming artificially sweetened beverages or artificial sweeteners. I mean, we've studied the effects that it has on the baby when the mother's consuming them. We've studied and found a correlation between an increased risk of obesity and the consumption of artificially sweetened beverages. I'll also link to a few studies where we can see a clear correlation between obesity and the increased consumption of artificial sweeteners. It's kind of crazy. So the bottom line is this: whether you're drinking soda, juice? Apple juice, stop giving your kids anything to drink that's loaded with sugar and calories. Like why? Get them drinking water. Get them drinking lemon ginger water. These are healthy things that you can get your kids, your family to start drinking these things now. Why? Because you love them. You love them enough to change these habits. But I understand that it can't be done overnight. If I told you it could be done overnight, then I would be lying because I personally couldn't do it. I had to wean myself off of it and onto water. And I want to share with you exactly how I did that. Now, I had planned on doing that in this episode, but if I do, then this one is going to be too long. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to release that for you on Friday. On Friday, you can tune in and I'm also going to teach you and share with you how it was I was able to wean my family off of not just sodas, because we were all soda drinkers, but how I was able to wean us off of quite a few things that weren't good for us, great for us, but we really, really enjoyed them. And I didn't I didn't wanna give them up immediately. So I had to do kind of the slow, gradual process so that no one really noticed it and gradually, slowly changed our palate. You can do it too. Tune in on Friday. I'm gonna share with you how I did that specifically with soda, but with snacks too. And, and so many other just general regular staples that I bet you have in your house right now too. Maybe you figured out how to do it yourself, but you don't know how to get your family off of these things. I'm going to help you with that on Friday. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. <sighs> it's crazy times out there, y'all. I, I know this can be confusing. That's why I wrote the book. If you haven't already picked up your copy, please do. Of course, you can find the book at every major bookstore, as well as Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or you can go to 131book.com for more information. But just please pick up a copy because you do need your own approach. But I want to help give you the system around that, you know, to make it easier for you so that you you don't feel like you're lost, so that you do have a plan in place, the structure that you need to create a methodology, an approach to the way that you eat that's going to help you live longer, live happier, live fuller, because I love you. I love you so much. And I appreciate you for being here. You are amazing. I love you. I mean it. And I hope to see you soon.